Welcome to the Mastering Embedded Systems podcast, where it's all about realizing and managing embedded projects with know-how, brain power, drive, and passion. I am Georg Lohre, and I will be your host during this episode. Today's episode is about projects and the warning signs indicating trouble. In this episode, I will present you my key indicators to identify whether a project is or will be in trouble. Are you keen on diving deeper into projects in trouble? Stay tuned and be inspired. Afterwards, everyone knows how it could have been done better. But beforehand, it would be really helpful to get some indication sign that there is something going wrong. For sure, each of you guys have found yourself in a project you are over the time or already, or already from the very beginning get the impression there is something horribly going wrong and it will not end in a good way. But you do not get into touch with this feeling. You do not get the right grip, what it's about. This episode is exactly about this situation. But first, why does a project at all run into trouble? There are a lot of reasons, of course. There are, at first, there are things like changes. Yeah. So changes, for example, in the leadership, there are changes in the, in the reorganization or there are changes in the organization of the company. All that things might impact the project and its continuation and also whether the project is successful at all. Very often it has also something to do with uncertainty and trust. We also very often face inappropriations. Inappropriate planning, for example, that's done beforehand, or inappropriate schedule during the project affairs or the project ongoing, and also inappropriate staffing. So that's one of the major reasons projects might fail. There are, of course, a variety of reasons, but all of them have two things in common. Either you can impact these reasons or you cannot impact them. And for every of these reasons a project runs into trouble, you have some indication symptoms. You have something that really shows to the outside that there is something going wrong. From the outside, these signs are very often rather clear, but very often they are not seen from the inside. The reasons for that are often the guys are simply too busy with the daily workload. We are unaware of the general environment of the project. Or we are unaware of changes in the company on a, on a senior management level, for example, which might have again an impact on the project. Or you face rookies without experience in the project that results also in some kind of unawareness. And very often also critical symptoms are not even recognized as critical symptoms. There are always warning signs. So the flashing yellow lights indicating that a red line will follow is regularly available. And therefore now let's have a closer look at this kind of lights of symptoms which are indicating that a project runs into trouble or will run into trouble or is already in trouble. I have, I have categorized these different symptoms according to some Ishikawa diagram and 
I adapted it slightly so that it's matching that special purpose and I defined these five different categories. First category is process and definitions. Second one is communication. Third is people. Fourth is management. And fifth is environment. Let's start with the first one, process and definition. What are the key indicators? What are the symptoms that a project is failing inside of process and definitions. Very often you see the situation that a project has no direction. It's missing directions or it has quite shaky directions. You find that very often in projects there is a, where there is a lot of micromanagement. So managers are doing or controlling subordinates directly on their own behalf to do something on their special purpose. Or you have uh, contradicting statements and direction advices, which are misleading. Or you have no direction at all. Something like at the very beginning, it was stated that's the project. And after that, there is nothing. Simply silence. These symptoms often result in a missing of the scope. So nobody knows where to go. What's the goal? What should we do at all? And it's, of course, a severe waste of effort and power and human resources and finally also money. One time ago, it's already one and a half or nearly two decades ago, I was in a project for um, industrial automation. It was about um, a roll stamping machine and there was the idea to have a machine control, um, computer-based uh, machine control for this new kind of machine. And it was... It was simply defined like very vague. It was something like, oh, yeah, it should be controlled. Or this uh, this this uh, controller should control the machine. But that was not, that was all. Yeah, you didn't get anything. And when we tried to get more details, but there weren't were any further details. And therefore we started to build our own details and we implemented that all stuff. And the moment we entered the shop floor and have had the first connection to the machine we get aware of it's completely crap what we have done it's a, was a pure waste of time over months it was a waste of time because we yeah it, it, it was not even in in touch with what what the what the machine should be done and what the controller should be done so if there is a missing or shaky project direction you will end up in nowhere and finally have only wasted time Second symptom in the process and definition category is company statements conflict with the project goals. Yeah, it, you see it regularly that your project gets less attention by company leaders or by the senior management. You are sailing under the hood with your project, not by intention, but it's simply not recognized by anybody. And you sometimes hear statements about withdrawal for the whole project. Or you get some kind of indication that there is a denial of continuity in the support of this project. This, if that is come to the outside of the company and it's it's announced to the outside or even leaked to the outside, this of course results in a loss of the reliability which is provided by the customer. We simply do not believe you anymore. Or you drop down your own credibility about this project. Because it's simply, it looks like we are 
telling us something different what we are doing. I ran into this such situation one time. I was at the telecom uh, electronic measurement equipment company and we were just in front of a merge situation with another provider or another equipment manufacturer and we are doing or we are creating and implementing a protocol tracer and it got somehow aware of that the other company which the merge should be done with has a similar trace tool in development so the question was what will our project sustain will it be merged will it be dropped it was simply not clear and we did get no attention by the company leaders there was no statements about it it was only said there is there might be projects which, be, which will be declined and which one which will sustain but there you have not had any indication whether it's your project or not so this is a clear indication that there is something going wrong with the project if you run in such a situation the third symptom inside the process and definitions category indicating what your project is somehow going wrong is the absence of standards or methodology. This could be quite easily detected. It's simply like you have for the same actions inside of the process or inside of the project, you have different processes. So there were conflicting situations. And another key uh, indicator for this symptom is that there is a constant introduction, withdrawal, or also reintroduction of tools, processes, and methods. It's a simply a mess of, of processes. This very often results in that processes are invented on the fly, and also standards invented, uh, are invented on the fly, and um, shaking the whole situation, and uh, bringing unawareness and bewilderment in the situation. There is also disturbance, of course, frustration and intolerance. Frustrated persons are the result of this kind of, uh, of different attitudes and different situations going on. And, of course, the effectivity and efficiency of your processes is dropped to nearly zero. I have observed this situation one time as it was the time of the introduction of agile methods, yeah? And one of the agile methods which should be introduced was continuous integration. That was at that time it was simply a buzzword, and everybody was keen on yeah, we want to have this agile scrum and whatsoever things be done. And let's um, see continuous integration. And then there are several stakeholders, and everybody tells us what to do somehow, and everybody introduced processes and everybody introduced actions and and methods and Yeah, we were sometimes contradicting, sometimes simply wrong, and the otherwise, and and other times it were we were overlapping. So that was an absolutely weird situation, and we finally ended up standing around and said, "What what shall we do now? Because if we do one, that one, it's wrong. If we do the other one, it's also wrong. So what shall we do?" And this was a good indication that this project project was on a very bad track because it was finally relatively relatively short after that time it was connected with another project and then it has gone somehow withdrawn with some other activities it was no longer emphasized that this kind of activity is a dedicated project so there was a silent withdrawal of the project that was the first category of 
symptoms which might indicate that your project is going false or that it will fail or that it's already getting sucked there. Let's come to the second category. The second category is communication. You observe very often in a project which is quite close to failing that there is a, quite, a bad communication in the team. So we saw it if there are personal issues between the team members and these issues are not clarified, we are not moderated, we are not simplified or simply fixed. Then. You have very often hidden conflicts and if you discuss with the different persons, you suddenly see there is, there is something underneath that's going wrong, but I cannot get the grasp on it. And you also can observe this kind of symptom of bad communication if there is an unwillingness to speak with everybody. So have a quite, uh, quite close look if there are some team members who are not willing to speak with others. A good indication for hidden conflicts. These symptoms regularly results in bad productivity, frustration, and again, waste of efficiency and effectivity. Finally, money. To be honest, for this symptom of bad communication within the team, I do not have an example in mind. It was more or less like that, but I'm more the communication guy. I, I was very eager all the time to do not get into such situations. If I detect that there are conflicts, I resolve them. I clarify them or I act immediately that this kind of conflicts are resolved or, or we, are, um, yeah, we are simply put away in, in some way. So here I do not have anything for you. But different in the second symptom of the communication category. The second symptom is that experts' voices are ignored. What does that mean? It's detectable by that expertness requested, but it is not followed. There is a request that an expert should highlight his opinion and give a conclusion and a summary or an outview, but it's afterwards it's taken but not followed. And what we also often see in, uh, in this symptom is that there is an oversimplification of problems. There, I'm rather often astonished how how problems are simplified, very often technical problems. It's something like, oh, it, it, that's, not that, 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 that's not that that problematic and that's not that difficult, do it that and that and that. So it's very often, it's the, if you hear the experts, it's not that easy. The devil is inside of the detail. So this kind of symptom results then in the wrong way of realization. It's the wrong destination the team is going and the project is going. And therefore, again, we have this waste of effort due to inability to realize this kind of wishful thinking. I have observed this kind of uh, symptom one time as it was to introduce a new version control system at a company. We have already run a version control system, but it has had a, has had a different paradigm, and now a new one was introduced. And it was clear that all the process must have to be adapted. There are no uh, there are no methods available, no applications, scripts must have been done. There must be excessive testing to provide all the requirements for the for production and integration. But nothing was done. 
beforehand. It was simply said, ah, yeah, that's not that, that problematic. We simply replace the call of the, of, the, of the version control system with the new one, and then it's done. There were several experts highlighting that the paradigm is different, and therefore not only the call is different, but the thinking behind is different, and therefore any process must be evaluated and checked for that one. But it was not taken, and finally it ended up with something like, yeah, we do the, we do the transfer, we do the migration at one weekend, and we will have done our homework four weeks before we have transferred all our things, all our processes, And when it was this weekend, we are sitting in a teleconference and when it got aware of the rest of the world was simply saying, oh, there are problems. I think we cannot fix that today. And then it lasted over four weeks or something like eight weeks until we get to the same point we were already before. That oversimplification was not doing the job here. Let's come to the first and last symptom within the communication category. That's client becomes unresponsive. That means you are in a direct contact with your client. That could be internally or externally. It doesn't matter. So, and you have information requests. You have questions. You want to, you want to get some, some clarification, but you do not get any answer. There is suddenly also a habit that some things like, we have asked for that, but we do not get any answer. Therefore, no news is good news, and we simply continue as we have already done before. But very often ends up that critical decisions are made without the client's attention. And that, of course, if it's done like that and the client becomes unresponsive, you have results in, yeah, you are sailing in foggy conditions. You don't know where the ship is driving. And you don't know anything. There might be a silent drop by the client. You have not even remarked that the client is no longer um, no, no, no longer willing to accept the project's results. It was simply not communicated at that point. And there might be also a withdrawal of the project behind the scenes. For example, already the executive or the senior management has decided this project might be not be realized, but you did not get aware of that. I have had this situation. I ran into such a project one time. I was doing for... Uh, big center presses, you know, this kind of 400, 600 tons presses and um, we are doing metal foils and metal blades pressing. And I, I have had three, control, three, three controllers for three different presses. And there was um, a new press should be introduced and there should be um, a renewal of the controllers and introduction into the uh, company network and all that stuff. Uh, specification be raised for that one and um, yeah everything seems to be fine but we continued for implementation and always asked the guys what's going on and uh, discussed with the client and we got aware of that there are that the, the answers get less and less and finally we did not get any answer by mail and then uh, made some phone calls and finally it ended up Yes, the company is bought by another company and nobody knows whether this project is still feasible or not. Finally, it ended up that our work was done for the bin and was com completely waste because the, the, the first thing the, the buyer has done was simply drop that department. <laughs> it ended up in nowhere. Let's come to the third category of symptoms indicating that your problem that your project is failing that's the people category 
and we now have three symptoms belonging to the vision. I mean, the first symptom is if the vision guy leaves. I mean, the guy with the vision who knows where to go with the project at the long end, the one who has the big picture. It's very often detected if that person is leaving that you have no further technical lead guidance. Suddenly, there is a lack of response in general design questions. You have very urgent questions for whether you should go that way or the other way or simply some third way. And for that one, you need to have the big picture and there is nobody who can answer that. This often results in some kind of headless chicken mode. Everybody's doing simply something. And very often also there is some kind of management mess because everybody is looking in the management for the successor of the visual guy who is regularly some technical guy. Uh, there is nobody very often. And you also see this kind of symptoms if you already observe replanning, rebuilding, reorganizing and re-whatsoever because the visual guy has left and nobody knows what to do. A good example for that one is, for example, Steve Jobs at Apple. Yeah, that's the visual guy who has left. And finally, I'm still waiting to the time where the, the push that Steve Jobs has been given to the company, which lasts for two, three years, is exhausted. And I don't know who will, the visual, will be the visual guy afterwards and who is doing that, whether this is in any way replaceable by some kind of team or whether you need this kind of um, authentic person who is an authority in his, uh, in his work. The second symptom inside the people category indicating that your project is becoming to fail could be detected by uh, the situation that everybody is the visionary person. That means everybody is barking at a different tree. You often observe it that changes you have requested long time ago are now requested again by someone else. Or team members fight about specification. Or also that the project is accounted by corrected faults, not by completed features. And this results very often in some kind of arbitrariness, bewilderment and finally inactivity in the project. The third symptom in the people category indicating that the project is failing is that there is no visionary guy at all. You, you detect it regularly that nobody cares for the project process, nobody is in charge, no reporting, no management, no leader. Yeah, And it looks for the outsider that this project definitely does not matter to anyone, perhaps besides you. And this results in the arbitrariness of project and the result itself. Very often, such kind of projects are stopped right the moment the management get its attention on it. And I experienced that situation exactly in one of the projects. We, everybody was shaking his head about this project because it was simply, it was not understandable why it's launched at all. And it was continued and continued and gets also some, some importancy. But finally, it gets clear that that's nonsense. It leads to nowhere with that project. It was also inside, inside of, a, of a manufacturing company. And it becomes clear the guys working for that project, we are in a project with no end yeah, or with, with a sudden end. And it was exactly like that. The management get attention that this project is really wrong and really going wrong 
it's, it was cancelled from one day to the other. And the guys were, yeah, were sitting there with very long faces. So this was the people category indicating failures or indicating problems your project might run into. Let's come to the fourth category. That's management. The first symptoms inside of that category is project goals are less important than company politics. Um, we like to think that we are doing a project because it helps the customer or user, or at least it profits the business. But uh, wait, uh, you're already laughing at that premise? Yeah, you might be right. Because this kind of symptoms, you can finally detect that the management is fiddling into the project leader's management work. So there is micromanagement by company leaders ongoing. And there are the project goals are thwarted by conflicting company goals. Inside of the last episode of this podcast, the episode 04, about virtual zero targets, that was exactly an example of that one. Zero fall targets are a clear indication that there is a contradicting company goal towards the project goal. And it's also a clear indication would be that the, there are dislikes by the exec executives, a clear statement by the executive that your project or the topic of your project is not wanted by the management. Yeah, okay, that, that's a clear indication that there is something going wrong, perhaps not now, but in the near future. Or your boss is saying you or telling you, I know best what the customer wants. Oh, that's one of the most severe situations. You run into the situation but you having the direct contact to the customer and, and discussing the most about that one are confronted with your boss's opinion about what the customer really needs. Yeah, that might become really problematic. This kind of symptom often results in um, that the project members become puppets or are controlled from... Yeah, from the off. All the project goals are ignored or they are very often also silently withdrawn. You get not even aware of that your project goals are no longer valid. It's simply a new goal taking place. And also that in such a situation, nobody takes a risk. And that's clear for everybody. Project work also means risk challenge. You need sometimes to go a step you are not really sure whether it will be feasible, whether it will be the right step or whatsoever. But you need an environment to do that. And if that is nobody no no, uh, no longer any if that is no longer available, then nobody will take any further risks. And also you will see here that results definitely in the communication with the client drop. So the client simply will no longer discuss with you because there seems to be someone else doing that. Let's come to the second symptom inside the management category. That's your project's success is not even defined. That's a very severe situation. It can be detected that the senior management cannot describe the meaning and intention of your project. Uh, let's have imagine that, yeah? You are doing a quite important project for the company and when you are coming to discussion with senior management and they don't know anything, they don't know what's going on there or even vice versa. So it, we know something completely different of what you thought what the project is for. So there are different stakeholders 
which have a different measurement for the success of your project. That's very, very dangerous. Yes, you might follow one success or one attitude for success, but the other ones have a different perspective. And also indicated is this kind of symptom by the client's perspective, which is not requested. If you are doing this whole project only in your own uh, cubicle, yeah, in your own bucket, that will end up in a very worse way because yeah, you might produce anything, but not the right thing. Or also possible is that the project targets are taken to a minimum level. So if you observe that the targets of your project are continuously reduced in some way, this is a clear indication that there is something going wrong with your project at the long end. This kind of symptom regularly results in the wrong project outcome and therefore customer frustration and also potential withdrawal from the project results. So there is no sale. And there is, of course, a waste of effort for arbitrary goals which are raised during the project phases because there is nobody really there who clarifies this situation. The success is defined or even not defined and then something is made. And of course, the guys are frustrated and finally also demotivated. So the results will not be that good. As an example, I run one time in a small project, there was a Lean Six Sigma project for fault reduction. And it costed several sessions to clarify what are the different um, definitions of success for this project. It was nearly unbelievable what the guys thought what they could do. It was The idea was that the, fault, the available faults could be reduced by 30%. And that was the goal. So that, the project was defined as success if there would be 30% of the upcoming faults be reduced in comparison to the previous project. My first question was, uh, why 30%? Why not 20 or 40? Uh, but okay, this was an arbitrary goal, so 30%. And at the moment, I asked for how do you think that could be possible? Because that would mean if 30% is possible that easily or instantly, uh, that would mean that we have done our job in a very bad way until now. 5%, that would be something mm, we could discuss about, yeah, because there might be, um, there might be proposals in the desks and um, some guide, some kind of uh, thoughts and ideas available, which will, might bring 5% improvement. But 30%? When we, we could not have done anything in, in all the time before. And this project ended in a disaster. It was not possible to, to have a success. It was, yeah, finally it was cancelled. Okay, let's come to the last uh, category of symptoms when a project seems to be failing. That's the environment. I have said that to the very end because this is the most, very often the most annoying part, yeah? And um, first of all, we have one severe symptom that is too much overtime. In general, overtime is not that bad because it covers all the peaks and flaws in this kind of working activity, especially if uh, overtime is taken to cover the peaks. And then if you are coming into some less, in some periods with less work, 
yeah, you are simply spending the, the overtime hours again to have some free time. That that's fine, yeah. That that's that's okay. But if you run into a situation that you have constant overtime covering bad planning and bad schedule, or you have your weekend become a very a regular working mode time, then it's definitely you are in a project this is not going well. And this kind of a symptom of too much overtime very often results in or regularly results in a bad moral of the of the employees, a bad mood, of course, a severe increase in the attrition rate, and finally a decline of productivity. So all the things which should have been covered by the overtime, so hurry on, go faster, go longer, go higher, whatsoever, is finally turned to its opposite because the guys and the productivity is going down. I have had one time situation in one project where I got a statement by one of the project leaders saying, hey, since weeks and months, we are doing weekend overtime for all the guys. A free weekend has become the exception. Uh, okay, I cannot say anything more about that one. This is simply going wrong. And a clear indication that your project is on the wrong track. Let's come to the last symptom in the environment category and the last symptom overall. That's shortage in money. What I mean is, you observe that your project is suddenly gotten less money. For example, you observe things like there is a travel ban, it's no longer possible to visit your guys in a different site, or it's no longer possible to have meetings, or um, yeah, it's not possible to do this kind of team efficiency methods and team efficiency activities any longer. Or mandatory investment is not made. I observed at one time where it was needed absolutely to have an optical to electrical converter to dig out many faults in the optical system. And it was not spent. It was 150,000 euros or something like that. But it, it has become hundreds of hours by the engineers to do this kind of investigation without that tool. It was not spent. Or you observe that the money is going short if the project schedule is stretched. So finally it was end of the year and suddenly it becomes middle of next year and then it's again and, and the persons are going down so there are less people in the project and the project schedule is again stretched. That's Yeah, I would be afraid of that. Or very often also seen that the shortage of money is caused by a reorganization of the company that's ongoing. Some new goals, some new features, some merges, some whatsoever. Or they want to pimp up the company that it looks better for the outside customers. Or anything like that. This kind of symptom very often results in that you already see the end of your project tiptoeing. Or you miss your window to market. Very annoying for the program managers who definitely know when this, uh, when this product needs to be available, but it has the biggest impact on the market. And finally, it means that your investment has failed. I observe that with several companies, there, there was a constant change in the hiring and the freeze of the hiring 
travel stop, travel go, kicking out people, engaging people again, things like that, it does not really produce any credibility and it does not cause any um, any significance any significant decline of the attrition the guys were simply the moment we have had the opportunity we're jumping out of the company well, it was a really good symptom that there is something going wrong with your project so th that was a quite a long story here and the question is to you now what about your experiences in detecting warning signs in project in what kind of project traps do you have found yourself do you want to agree or disagree with my warning signs Let me hear your opinion. Please comment on the show notes at embeddedsuccess.com slash episode 05 or pass me feedback directly via embeddedsuccess.com slash feedback. I would be very, I do very much appreciate your, your messages and your comments for that one. I now see already the big question mark in front of all of us. How could you prevent to be trapped in such a project? How to overcome such projects? Why do you find yourself in such projects again and again? How can a project be impossible from the very first step? These are questions which should be raised and which need to be covered. But let's do that in one of the next episodes. I'm already preparing one or potentially two episodes to cover all of these questions. If you already have your preferred solution how to prevent being trapped in such projects, let me know. I do appreciate all of your contributions. Please use either the show notes embeddedsuccess.com slash episode 05 or feedback at embeddedsuccess.com slash feedback. Additionally, now I'd love to hear from you what's your experience with projects running into trouble. Do you have a warning sign that I didn't list it here? Or do you want to agree or disagree with me about these signs? I'd love to hear from you. Please comment in the show notes. Uh, one question just comes up in my mind. How do you handle your observations? Do you get public with them or take it for yourself? What, what do you do? As regular, you find this list of details at the show notes under embeddedsuccess.com episode 05. Also send me your feedback for future episodes of the Mastering Embedded Systems podcast. You can ask questions, send me your suggestions about things you'd like me to cover about how to master embedded systems. Just email feedback at embeddedsuccess.com or, and that's brand new, leave me a phone message. I have set up a phone number for you. For your convenience, give me a call. I will reply. I will listen to everything and I do appreciate your contributions. If you do like this podcast, please subscribe in iTunes or Stitcher and write me a review. This is what helps me stand out from the crowd and help people find the credible advice we need. That's it for the Mastering Embedded Systems podcast for today. I am Georg Lore. Thank you so much for joining my podcast. Please remember, this podcast is about realizing and managing embedded projects with know-how, brainpower, drive and passion. I'm back next time with another great episode of the Mastering Embedded Systems podcast. Thank you for joining me.
is born.